Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Smart Talk Podcast. You're going to hear specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and right on time health and wellness conversations. Enjoy. Hello, we are now in the Smart Talk podcast. I am very excited for this podcast today. I have with me Ria Mestiza. Excuse me, did I say that correctly again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I good. said that correctly. <laughs> yep, she is a holistic health and strength coach and owner of Physique Wellness, Physique Wellness Performance um, in Australia. So, hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Corey. Yeah. So, you know, today my my biggest goal is to really just just have a we 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 already spoke. We had a really good conversation, and it it got me thinking about you know um, our why. And we we talked to a lot of people about you know what's your reason for wanting to get healthier. You know, what's your reason for um, you know going through a weight loss journey. And it it really got me thinking, you know, what, um, after speaking with you the first time, it's like, man, every health coach or, you know, personal trainer that I've spoken with, um, the good ones have a really good reason why they went down their journey of, of learning and getting to understand how they can help other people. And I really appreciate your story. So I, I would love to, you know, for you to tell people, you know, what, what got you into, you know, um, wellness coaching and, and physical, physical training. Sure. Well, I mean, obviously why I got into it 10 years ago was very different as to my why now. Um, but back then, um, I was living in Melbourne, so it's not my home state and I was climbing the corporate ladder, you know, because that's what I felt that I needed to do. And I excelled probably as high as I felt I wanted to go at that stage. And uh, one night my, I got the phone call from my mom and she said, look, your dad's just had a heart attack. He's in hospital. And it was, you know, after 9 p.m. So I couldn't fly home. I couldn't even drive home. And I, I had a lot of time to think and reassess and, and reevaluate my life and where I wanted to go. And I loved my life in Melbourne. Don't get me wrong. I had a great there. I, I really loved it. But it made me think. If anything was to ever happen to my dad, I would never forgive myself if I wasn't there or I didn't get to spend as much time with him as possible because, you know, I'm a big believer that time is our biggest currency. And so it was literally within maybe the next four weeks after that, you know, I I literally packed up my life there and I moved back to my hometown. And, um, you know, when I came back, I was not very – are you there, Corey? Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Just blacked out. Um, I was not very motivated to find an, a new corporate position. I was applying for many, but there was always a reason right. why that wasn't good enough. You know, I was like, oh, it's too far or that's that's not, you know, that's not the right one for me. I won't, um, there's no growth potential there. And then I just realized I called myself out on my own excuses and went, 
well, clearly it's not something I want to do anymore. What What is something that I could do that I enjoy? And I've always, you know, I've been going to the gym since I was 15, 16 years old. And I thought, you know what, I really love this class that's like, it's called body combat. And it's, it's sort of like a kickboxing style group fitness class. And I'm like, well, what do you need to do to become an a, a instructor? And I, you know, Googled it. And lo and behold, you need a, a cert in cert three in fitness. So next thing I know, I'm I'm doing a cert three and four in fitness, and I never actually ended up teaching this class uh, to this day. I still still don't teach it because I fell in love with PT. I fell in love with with that one on one coaching, that training people. It just you know the potential right. to work one on one with people was was far greater than than you know kicking and screaming and 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 you know I mean I love that too I've taught classes and I love it I, I, I do I do teach a, an element that's of, of a class that's similar to that but one-on-one coaching once I I started doing that I knew I was home right well especially you know you seem like a a people person and I feel like <laughs> that for you having that one-on-one would probably be you probably thrive a lot more than trying to you know do the group thing and you know with the group thing you gotta be high energy which I mean you probably are very high energy but you can't you can't focus all your energy on on one person that you're trying to help at a time yeah exactly right and that's probably my biggest grievance with group fitness is that you can't give that that uh, personal touch I mean I love it too don't, don't get me wrong I do teach classes and I think that they have great impact but for me, right. the ability to to really make an impact on some on an individual's life really comes from that one on one time that we get to share with each other. Right. So I mean, it, it's it's funny. So it started with you know um, a, a family kind of an emergency. Your dad your dad's health was was not great, and it's funny how that that experience led you to where you really should be. And you know we. You know, there's a lot of people that have have that same kind of story, but just didn't do that self, you know, questioning. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I what am I really doing? And now now you found, you know, a profession that you that you that you thrive in. Yeah. And I I, I love it. I live nice, in Nice. So, you know, tell me. I'm just I'm just very curious on you know we we work a lot with pa- patients or our clients mm-hmm. on on their goals you know so but you know as as a coach you know we really got to be mindful of of ourselves as well you know during all this craziness with you know the coronavirus you know what are you currently doing right now that's that's helping you stay you know motivated and insane. <laughs> on a personal level or on a business level? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, personally, you know, you know, I mean, you know, per- well, what, what, <laughs> as long as it's legal, you know, I, I can edit it out, but. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, as soon as it was announced that, I, I mean, I, I, my business is, is in a, in a commercial gym. So I have a clinic within a commercial gym. It's a brick and mortar business. And that's been my bread and butter for, you know, the last 10 years. And I, I've never put right. much time and effort into the online space because I am an in-person practitioner. Everything that I do is is face-to-face. And I love that. You know, don't get me wrong. As soon as we can, I'll be back there doing it. But right. that 
uh, 95% of everything I did was always in person. So when, when we, when we got shut down, it was like, okay, now what do I need to do? (laughs) You know, everything that I've been delaying, everything that I've been, you know, I thought about doing, yeah, I'll do that if I had time, um, came to light. So it's like one big door closed, but there was just an, an abundance of windows that opened. And so I just, Mm -hmm. I just took it every day at a time, you know, first thing was, was touch base with, with, you know, my clients and, and be like, Hey, look, gyms are closed, but doesn't mean that your goals stop here. Um, doesn't mean that my goals stop here. We continue, we, we keep going, you know, health is even more important through times like this, you know, when people are, are scared and, and fearful for their lives, health is, is your shield. Health is your, your guard against the virus, right? So yeah. why why would you stop looking after yourself just because you can't go to a gym? Well, the gym's not your health. Everything you do in your day-to-day life, it, it impacts how healthy a person you are or how fit a person you are. So straight away, I'm like, it doesn't stop here. You continue to be a fit and healthy person and you you know, make the right choices, that you eat the right foods that are going to arm you, arm you against, against getting sick. Simple as that. Yeah. And, and Rhea, I don't know if you've had this experience with the, with your clients, but for some reason, once this all happened, it was like every patient that I had that I that I spoke with, um, their stress and anxiety levels went up, which rightfully mm-hmm. so. I understand that. Well, yeah. when that happened, so it was it was stress. So what they did when they were stressed, they ate more. But for some reason, it was never fruits and vegetables. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was always the junk. And so, you know, how yeah. do you? So, so, so now, you know, you have to really be hyper focused on behavior change and all those cues that you have in person. You know, how how do you work with your clients now who struggle with that? Like their stress, anxiety levels are up, but so so they they tend to eat more because of that stress trigger, but it's always, you know, junk for, for the most part. I don't know if that's been your experience, but it's been mine. Um, you know, how do you. It's always junk food, Corey. There's no one, there's no one going, you know what I really feel like right now? Some broccoli. I just, oh man, I could just (laughs) go me some broccoli right now. No one's saying that. No one. Not at (laughs) Uh, all. When you're stressed, you want that comfort food in whatever shape or form that that comfort food comes in. For me, it's chocolate, dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, that's my, that's my advice. Um, for other people, it's ice cream or chips or, you know, whatever it is, but uh, 99% is not healthy. (laughs) But the thing is, it's it's the emotional eating generally comes i mean as long as you're eating right for those meals that you are eating you know if your general intake for the day is, mm-hmm. is okay i don't see any harm in that that little bit of indulgement indulgence that makes you feel a little bit better um just as long as you don't go too crazy with it but and understanding it i think recognizing it that you're doing it and and not trying to, you know, make yourself feel like one thing that I always try to say to my, to my clients, you know, they're like, Rhea, look, I gotta, I gotta admit to, you You know, it's always like confessing their sins. You know, last night I, uh, I may have had 
you know, half a tub of ice cream and I'll be like, and, and they expect me to be really upset about it. But the thing is, right. I want to know why they had half of ice, half a tub of ice cream. Like what, why? What's, what's the reason? Let's, let's get to the root of it. Oh, you're upset. Okay. So you're upset about all this. You, you know, some people, I, I mean, they, they lost their job. This, this is a real time right now. This is yeah, real this devastation is real happening around us. People, real deal. So if you're eating half a tub of ice cream because, you know, you're upset. All right. So let's, let's, let's speak to the root cause of that before, you know, you go eating a tub of ice cream every day for the rest of the week, you know, and then you end up five, 10 kilos heavier and completely miserable because you hate yourself. So I, I really try to detach that guilt. You know, it's like, okay, Corey, you ate half a tub of ice cream last night. I want you to forget about that tub of ice cream. I want you to just completely, you, it's done now. You made the choice, you ate it, it's done, it's finished, let's move forward. So where are we going from here? And and then, and just trying to put new actions in place so that they can recognize the exactly. next time they feel think- like reaching for the indulgence. Yeah, it's mindset, basically. I think yeah, mindset. I think every health coach, personal trainer needs to add that mentality mentality to their coaching, Rhea, because because you're right. Whenever um, whenever a client comes to you and says, "Hey, I got bad news." First of all, that's actually a great thing that they feel confident and, tr- and comfortable enough to tell you they did something mm-hmm. wrong. You know what I mean? Like that that's awesome there. Yeah. But they're ex- they're they're going into it expecting some kind of lashing. Like, shame on you. How dare you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I I think every every coach needs to be able to tell their client, "Okay, you did this." Okay? Now how are we going to change that behavior? It's, t- it's time to move on. It's already done. It needs okay. Let's just move on because they will hyper focus on that one thing when it's like, hey, yes, this is one day, but you have a whole week. We we can figure this thing out. But first, we have to figure out why you did it, and then fix that problem or work on that goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. I mean, I say to them, I'm look like I'm I'm not your mother. I I'm here <laughs> to support you. <laughs> to be yeah. a better version of yourself. That's already done. You know, like the habits that you had a year ago, three years ago. I don't look, I, I want to know about it. Share it with me. And I I, I completely understand. I want to understand where they where the place that they're coming from. But I also want to help them understand that that doesn't define you. And that, you know, you, that may be a habit you've you've had in the past, but it doesn't mean that it's a habit that you need to take with you moving forward. Right. I mean, and it's 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 probably something that they've been dealing with for years and they're expecting it mm-hmm. to be done overnight, you know, and it, and it takes time, you know, that leads to my, my next thought. And, and one thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about are, are those clients that are just kind of, for lack of a better word, naturally negative. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever experienced <laughs> that, that just have, just have a negative mindset. Like they're doing all the positive things. They're, they're coming to, to see you, to work on their health. They are listening to you, but they're just negative. Like, how, do, how do you work with someone like that? Or have you had that experience? Um, it's, it's, it's very common, you know, because most of the time the, these negative Nancys or people that have, I mean, we don't always have negative, negative thoughts. No one's highly driven negatively all the time. I, 
Oh, I hope not. Right. But um, I, I'm a big, I, I'm very good at catching people's negative talk. I think that's probably a big strength of mine is because mm. I like, I really listen to, to the way people speak and the way that they speak about themselves. And I'm always listening for these things. And I'm like, well, that's really interesting. Why? So why are you saying that you're ugly? for example, or you're fat. Mm. That seems to be very, you know, th- these are very common terms. Oh, I'm ugly and fat or things like that. And right. I'm like, oh, okay, well, why do you feel that way? You know, where is this coming from? And then, and just, well, how about, so, you know, they might say a sentence of, um, I, I, you know, I know I'm, I'm never going to be like, look like you, Rhea. I, I get that as well. I'm never going to look like you. And I'm like, you're right you're never going to look like me. <laughs> and then they're just like, what? What do you, yeah. what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I, I'm here because I want to look like you. And I'm like, you're never going to look like me. And the thing is, that, and that's why my business is called FitSeek, right? Because every fit physique is unique. And mm. what, the, what their fit physique is going to look like is going to look completely different to mine. doesn't mean it's, going to, it's not going to look as fantastic, if not more. But it's just distinguishing that. But back to language, it's... It's, it's very important how we speak to ourselves because I like to I like to hold the mirror up to people when they speak to themselves that way. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So you said this about yourself. Would you say that to the person that you love? And they're like, oh, God, no. I would never say, I would never talk to, you know, my friend. I would never call my friend fat. And I'm like, well, great. Well, but why do you, why is it okay for you to speak to yourself like that? You know, just to give them something to mm. think about. Yeah. And then they're it's, like, oh, yeah, but that's me. Like that, 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 I, that's, that's just me. And I'm like, well, well, hang on, you know, and then, and just kind of guiding them through that because we speak to ourselves more than we speak to anyone else in a given day. You know, mm-hmm. you always hear you <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's important how you speak to you because if you speak to yourself in that negative way and you, and then that's, obviously how you perceive the world and that's how you perceive your life and maybe the people around you because then you you fail to see the the beauty and the positives and you're just constantly focusing on the negatives because you know where your attention goes everything else flows right so right. if you're focusing on everything that's ugly and, and disgusting in the world and terrible and tragic and tragic then that's how you're going to view the world you know whereas yep. someone you know, like you know what I think it is Oh, sorry. Were you still talking? No, no, My go bad. on. No, 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 no. Go, you, know, you know what I think it is? I think for a lot of people, being able – talking down on yourself mm-hmm. makes it easier to cope with not succeeding. Like when they're, they're already feeling bad about themselves. And, you know, a behavior change is is scary. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be. It's easier when you have a coach and someone there to hold you accountable and to, you know, guide you through. But I, I feel like, especially with a lot of the patients that I see, and they say some of the exact same things, Rhea. Oh, I'm fat. Oh, I'm ugly. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, you know, I, I like, it's almost like they're setting themselves up for if they have one bad week, it's like, oh, I'm stupid. I knew this was going to happen. Like they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to hold themselves um, account to to a higher standard, and it's like it's like, hey, you don't you don't have to talk down on yourself. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you can be disappointed if if you fail at something. That's that's natural. Like, 
I, I get disappointed too, you know, but it's, you know, one thing as, as coaches is, you know, something you said you're very good at is, is reading, it's reading people. You have to be able to body language. Well, now, I mean, it's kind of hard to read body language these days with what we do, but just what they say in their, their tone of voice, because it's almost like I'm going to talk to myself this way. So I don't have to hold myself accountable for if something goes the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you have to be able to notice that little, that little stuff. Cause it can be really little and you cannot know. You can just kind of just like go in one ear and out the other. If you're not actively listening to them. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that that's something that is, is needs to be a strength for anyone who, well, any, for anyone, actually, I was just going to say in our industry, like, you know, but in any, in any case, you should always be observing and looking for cues um, and trying to connect to the person that you're trying to connect with. Absolutely. So, you know, with, with your, with your training business and, and everything you're doing right now, tell, tell, tell me, you know, with the, what type of, uh, what's the typical kind of patient or sorry, patient client that, that you work with? Is it solely, you know, weight loss? Do you see anybody that has any, you know, chronic disease, anything like that? Or is it just strictly weight loss? No, it's, it's everything. It's, um, you know, I mean, people come in and they they start off with their like, well, what, what is why you here? And they'll be like, oh, I just want to lose some weight, get toned. Um, you know, you generally you get the very superficial things, or oh, I just want to be a healthier person. And, and and then it's it's my duty to really dive deeper with that because that that, that really doesn't mean anything to me. You know, I mean, I, I hear it so often. It's just like I just want to. Yeah, get toned, some muscles, or like it's just very vague. <laughs> and really, when you right. when you dive on deeper, everyone everyone's pool of true reason is is so much more meaningful, and it's it's a bigger driver for for results, really. Because if I know that you know, um, uh, I really struggle to stay awake some days. I just have no energy. Um, I don't know why that is. And it's really hard because I'm trying to excel in my career and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm about my boss is, you know, I'm almost falling asleep at my desk or, um, I, uh, some people would be like, look, my, my doctor told me I'm pre-diabetic. Um, I re- I think I really need to, you know, ch- change my nutrition. And it's like, yeah, you do. Because okay. that, that right there is a wake up call, you know, and it's generally a wake up call. I think, uh, that, that steers people, to take action, you know, because most people will plot along and be like, yeah, I'm putting on a little bit of weight, but but I, that's okay, I'll keep going. Or they, they ignore it and then it's something smacks them in the face like a doctor's visit and, you know, they get their blood test results back or um, or there's even just a pair of pants that don't fit anymore. Well, why why is yeah. that? So I, I see all, all walks of life and, and you know, that some people like with you, you know, they come in and they're, they're – they they have some real stuff going on. Like you know, I've had I've had a guy come to me and he's like, my doctor said that he's given me a year to live. He goes, it's you or it's 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 either you help me or I'm I'm dead in a year. And I'm like, whoa. whoa. So it's just no pressure. Yeah, no pressure, I've, I've, yeah. No pressure <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, you get all of it. It's like, or it's you or I'm gonna go get lipo. 
And I'm like, well, oh. if you go and spend thousands of dollars on lipo, I could almost, you know, <laughs> I don't want to guarantee, but that's not going to change your eating habits or your lifestyle. And you're just going to find yourself yes. right back. So let me just, let me just spare you some time and let's, uh, let's yes. make some life changing results. Yeah, you just triggered so. anger in me right now because <laughs> I hear that <laughs> with the lipo so much. <laughs> yes, no, I don't doubt it. so so disclaimer: I am not a hater for someone who wants to go get gastric bypass. Do you, boo? That's your life, right? But don't just say. So, in, with the conversations I've had with patients, it's been. I've tried to lose weight forever. I'm just going to get gastric bypass or, or lipo. And it's like, bro, have you really tried? You know, like it's, it's almost like, ah, uh, can't do it. I'm just, and then, so I, you know, how I've, I probably have 10 patients that I see, Rhea, that have had lipo or gastric bypass surgery and they've gained weight. Because they have not changed their behavior. They put a Band-Aid on it, you know, and, and the Band-Aid fell off at some point. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of them had good intentions, what, whatever. But if, if you don't change, if you don't change your mindset or your behavior or how you go about your eating habits, the lipo is not going to do much. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I've seen the same. I've seen many people. Uh, I've I've had I've had this you know gastric band surgery, and I've done this, and I'm like, well, and then you find out that they've actually they're, they're probably worse off now, or they're right back where they started, and they've just gone through hell and back yep. <laughs> for for yeah. almost what seemingly seems like nothing and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I've also had patients that you know, come see me. So here, I don't know how it works where you're at, Rhea, but here, if they want gastric bypass, they have to, pretty much they meet with me for at least a minimum of six months. And then they are approved for the surgery. But I've actually had patient. I have, I've had one patient in particular that was seeing me just so they can get the gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. In six months, she had lost um, a significant amount of weight. She had a significant amount to lose. She was like, oh man, well over 500 pounds. Um, mm -hmm. And she lost some good weight. And then she, at the end of it, she was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Like why go through a surgery? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why go through a, why go through a surgery? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you can just, you know, and I'm not saying she, I mean, she still has a lot of work to do. You know, we're, we're still, work, I'm still working with her and we still got some things to do. Um, but, you know, we, she, on her own, she was like, hey, I'm able to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that was great. Have you ever worked, uh, tell me, you know, about any clients, you know, how is, for you, how does that feel as, as a coach when they, when it finally clicks for them? Like something happens and they're, and they're like, you know what? I got this. Like, how does that feel to you as a coach? That fills my, that overflows my cup, Corey. Like that's just, right. you know, when, when like, it's even hard to me even just, cause I'm just thinking about it right now. And my eyes are like just swelling up with, with happy tears. Cause it's just, 
it honestly it it makes me so happy you know because they usually someone will come up to me and they'll be like Rhea I just want to let you know that um and they'll they'll might say thank you in some way some way that that they've realized they've been able to change their lives for the better and not go down that path of surgery or that that path of you know a detrimental path that they were they were going to or thought was their life path and now they're on this this new right. this new path with with you know and it's sunny skies and they're just they're in such a better place that that just lights me up because i i that's why i do this that's why i do what i do right 110% you know right. and i i had a girl she'd had uh um, she had sur- lactic band surgery and um didn't work for her you know obviously that went I said didn't work for her but it it mentally didn't work for her and then she came to see me and we worked together for about 18 months and same thing she's like all right I'm not I'm not going to go down the the, the, that path again surgery to to remove my problem but it was getting to a point where she'd lost so much weight that she just had so much excess skin that she still felt like she was literally carrying around that baggage because she had been overweight her entire life since oh, she was a yeah. child. You know, she she didn't know how to uh, embrace this new person and this new body that she earned. You know, and that's the thing, earned. Right. She earned this new she body, but she absolutely. had but she, but she had that that so much excess skin um, that she couldn't even truly see what she had developed. And so that was when she she, she saved up because you had to pay for it, and she she got that skin removed, surgically removed, and and I'm happy to say that it's been almost another year now, and she's still keeping up with that lifestyle, and she's still maintaining that because she worked her butt off to get that result, and she does not she's not even looking back like she doesn't even want to look in the rear view anymore. This is a, this is the new her, and she's in very passionate about keeping that. So yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and that's what it's all about, man. It's, it's, she, she's a whole new person now. And that comes with a whole new different set of rules in in a a way that she has to figure out. Um, But luckily she has some guidance, you know what I mean? To, to figure that out with, with you. Absolutely. There's so many people so, that feel trapped in their body. And so it's like when you're able to change your mindset, but then your body, I, I mean, I guess on a, on a smaller scale, when, when you're able to transform your body because you've transformed your mind, then that's when you truly embrace that new you. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's almost, it's almost, you almost have to look at your your mindset as your weight loss. Kind of how, you know, we, we tell people you, you didn't gain 50 pounds overnight, you're not gonna lose it overnight. Well, you know, you didn't your your mindset's kind of the same way. Like you have to constantly be feeding yourself and um exercising your mindset in the same way you exercise your body, you know, to to get to where you that that new you, you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? It's exactly the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Rhea, this is around the time where um, I ask you to give the people a goal. So the Smart Talk podcast stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timeable goals. A lot of health coaches and personal trainers use that for goal setting. So 
what is a goal that you have for the people listening to to go on for the week? I think the biggest game changer for me is and obviously because I work with a lot of people who appreciate structure and other OCD type a personalities like myself who seem to be attracted to each other but <laughs> but as Jim Rohn says run the day or the day runs you and and mm-hmm. I that that I really love that because at a minimum what I by just implementing in my own life giving myself the first at least the first hour of my day to do me that that there has been a game changer for me you know so it it looks like two things because obviously on the on the flip side at the nighttime i'm thinking about what time i'm going to bed and what time i've got to wake up to give myself that time right. a lot of people are like oh i can't get up early i can't do it. i'm like well cuz you you the, again mindset it's like you can't or you you, you cannot what is what does this even mean you know I, I, right. I don't allow my clients to even say the C word uh, <laughs> when they're with me. They know this, but um, at a minimum, I give myself the first hour of my day. Just get up a bit earlier. You know, it's it's you time. If you do you first, you can better serve others for the rest of it. So if that means, I mean, you should set a schedule for your bedtime anyway. But that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's a whole another time. <laughs> um, but making sure right. that you fill your cup first, you know, that self-love, like we spoke about, uh, that that mindset, that self-love, that self-talk, it's just it just upgrades how you feel for the rest of the day ahead. So if if I could just give one takeaway, that would be that. Set yourself up by giving yourself the first hour of your day. No phone, no tech. Don't go checking your messages or your emails. Get up, drink some water, so water your body. And and be one with your mind, you know, whether you believe in meditation or not or, you, or, or how you feel about that or just read or just be quiet and still with yourself. How are you? How is your body feeling? You know, connect to yourself and the rest of the day just seems to be a lot brighter. Oh, my goodness, Rhea, you have no idea how I can tell – a physical difference when I get up early and I'm able to have my coffee and it's just quiet before I even have to start even getting ready for work or Mm -hmm. to, to go to the hospital and how my day is there. And when I'm around other people, even when I was, you know, I'm not really seeing patients right now, but even when I was how more refreshed I was, I was quicker. I was able to, really be in the moment. But when I just snooze and I get up at the last second and I had to rush everything, now I'm rushed all day and I'm flustered and I'm just scatterbrained. You had that is such a good thing for everybody to just I like what you said, fill your cup first. Yeah. That, that is that's awesome because it's how how can you fill someone else if you, if your cup is empty or half full? Exactly. That's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Well, if you wake up being Rhea. the white rabbit, you're the white rabbit for the rest of the day. <laughs> 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 it's just a vicious and cycle. That, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Well, Rhea, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been great for me. Like I said, the more, 
professionals that I speak with and I have these conversations with, um, I'm, I am being kind of selfish because uh, I'm filling my cup up as well from other people's knowledge. So I thank you for for sharing um, both your reasons why, why you even got into physical, how you even got into physical therapy with, you know, that, that open, that, you know, that mind, how I just opened you up from what your father and then, you know, your reason for wanting to, you know, work with, you know, clients and how you're, you're feeding into them. And, um, it's just super encouraging. What, so tell me, you know, what, anything new going on with you these days? Everything new is going on with me <laughs> these days. It's all new. <laughs> It's like, like I said, that yeah. 95% of, of what I used to do is 5% of what I do now. And, and now I'm 95% of the time doing everything. I, it's all new to me, but I, I've <laughs> utilized this time to the utmost potential because now I, I, I can see uh, so many other opportunities and ways that I can give value to an even broader audience. You know, that's why I'm even speaking to you because it's like, if I can just give one person one one golden nugget that they can take away and make an impact in their lives, then that that's just – that just overflows my cup even more there. So while I have that extra time, and, and I'm even going to continue doing this, this doesn't end for me. This only just – this gets stronger from, from here on out. More online content, more um, opportunities to work with people from all over the world and – since I'm inviting that into my life, more of it seems to be coming to me. And I'm just so blessed. I feel so thankful for all of these opportunities. And I look forward to to just, yeah, helping as many people learn from my lessons and helping bring out the best in people as much as I can. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, Rhea, I appreciate your time. Where can Where can the people find you on social media? I am on Instagram and Facebook, just Rhea Mestiza. Also, my business page is FitSeek Wellness and Performance. Also, on both Facebook and Insta. I found myself on TikTok now for some reason, but also <laughs> I've got I I've saw got that it. video you posted with you and your mom. <laughs> that was so cute. That that woman can move, man. Yeah, my mama got moves, man. She um, <laughs> we we just had lunch and she was talking about how she she's like, oh, I've put on weight during this COVID because you know my mom's got a little accent, and I said, well, why why are you putting on weight? And she goes, ah, oh. and I said, is it because you're sitting on your phone more? Like I've, I've seen you on YouTube, you're using up the data on the internet. Like I, she's like, oh, yeah. Well, are you still moving? Oh, not as much. So straight after lunch, I was like, right, we're going to do a TikTok together. She's like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and she had about five minutes to learn these moves. And I'm like, done, let's do it. And she killed it. <laughs> she 64, killed it. 64 years old and she's she's loving Man. life. but. But that's the thing. I, I you know, you got to move every day, and you you got to have you got to have some fun too. So I think TikTok's a bit of fun. But I'm on YouTube now too, so I'm trying to put out content there as well, um, just because because I can. I've just got so much knowledge I want to yeah. share, and I just I want to put it out there. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for your time, and thank everybody for listening to the Smart Talk podcast. See you next time.